Welcome, everybody, to The World is a Mess, episode 37. Uh, actually, this is The World is a Mess, and I just want to steampunk it. Episode 37, I'm here with Daniel Burdison from uh, Bellwood, Ontario, Canada, and I'm here in North Hollywood, California, uh, USA. So, how's it going, Daniel? Um, hi, I just got home right now. Yep, I'm doing good. And you said that you had bought, we were talking off camera about the Gabby Petito case. Yeah, we on. talked about it last episode, but the case is not resolved. You got a magazine, I see. Do you see this? Yeah, Gabby Petito's Final Hours. What, what, what publisher is that? Um, in Touch. In Touch, okay. I'm I mean, really... do, you see, do you see her? She's a good looking girl. Well, you, you got half her face cut off. Oh, up. Move it down a little bit. Move it down a little bit. Look at the game. Yeah, I see her. Yeah, she was a good-looking woman. She was a good-looking uh, young woman. Yeah, Gabby Petito's final 24 hours. So have you read it? Uh, no, I haven't read it yet. Why would someone do this? I mean, she, she's like... She well, was... I mean... A couple of updates uh, since the last time. The last time we had a podcast, episode 36, we talked about this case. They had found a body that they believed to be hers, and they later confirmed that it was hers. I don't know if it was through DNA or dental, but they confirmed it to be hers. Um, and since the last time we did a podcast, they also put a warrant out for the arrest of Brian Laundrie, the former boyfriend and um, fiance at Gabby Petito. Uh, and they also, the warrant for his arrest is not for his murder or her murder, surprisingly. It's for uh, improper use of devices, which is a very vague term, meaning that they charged him with illegal use of a debit card for like a stolen debit card. Because apparently he had. Um, used her debit card, pulled out over $1,000 worth of cash, drove her vehicle, and that's how he was able to pay for gas to drive back from uh, uh, Wyoming to Florida. Used her debit card after she was dead. I don't know how they ascertained this um, to drive back to Florida, which is illegal because you're not allowed to use dead person's debit card or, you know, because you can't get a dead person's permission to use it. And, um, it's a simple way to get a warrant for his arrest because it can often be very hard to prove murder. Apparently, her body was found out in the open. He found out in the open, not being hidden. So it looks like he killed her impulsively and didn't know what to do and just left her there. And that's the reason why she was easily found. Um I know that they had done an autopsy, but the results of the autopsy are not publicly disclosed. Uh, they did the the coroner did rule it a homicide. They had a memorial service for Gabby Petito in um, Long Island, New York, which is where she was from. Um, you can watch that on YouTube. It was live stream, but they uh, you can actually watch a recording of it on YouTube. Uh, and that was pretty sad. It was kind of like a memorial service 
Um, not technically a funeral because her, from what I understand, her body is still held in Wyoming uh, pending further test. Uh, and also I know that because her body is now evidence in a crime investigation, they don't really want to disturb it. And I know that it can be very expensive to ship a body back from Wyoming to New York. So I don't know what the family plans are. What are they planning to cremate her? Or is she going to be buried? Uh, but yeah, I know, I know that the, uh, I guess they were lucky they found the body when they did. They, um, she disappeared on August the 27th. That was the last time her mom talked to her. Her mom said that when she talked to her on the phone, um, she said that she was in Grand Teton, Wyoming, which is where her body was found. And um, other witnesses at the campsite said that they had been arguing over the phone because apparently the two of them only had one phone. And uh, I know that when on August the 12th, I know last episode I said August the 13th, but it was August the 12th when they were stopped by police for domestic violence um, in Moab, Utah. And you watched a whole hour and a half footage with Gabby Petito and Brian Laundry. Uh, you know, I think it was revealed that he had threatened to leave her there in the middle of the desert, you know, and threatened to take the vehicle. So, and he was kind of laughing about it, you know, not really taking it seriously that he had gotten stopped by police. Uh, he can't, he kind of came off as a psychopath to me. And Gabby Petito was very emotional and crying. Um, it is a tragedy. Um, sadly, these cases are more common than ever. I, I guess the reason why the media ran with it and turned the case into a, you know, blew up the case and made the case very famous is because she already had a notable following on Instagram and she had started a travel vlog on YouTube, although she only uploaded one video. And so, and she was also a very pretty girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, petite, uh, very pretty girl, uh, young and attractive, everything that the media likes to run with a, a news story. But the story has been getting kind of, uh, kind of slowed down on traction because they haven't been able to find Brian Laundrie, um, his parents said that he went to a National Reserve swamp that was only a few miles away from the home, but they haven't been able to find him, even though they've been searching night and day with drones, with helicopters, with, you know, doing a grid search with troops, with, with police on the ground. And uh, now Dog the Bounty Hunter is involved because there's now a $30,000 reward for... Um, finding um, Brian Laundry uh, because there is a warrant out for his West. The FBI is involved. The FBI is looking for Brian Laundry. Um, it is well known that basically he left his cell phone and he left his wallet, but he had taken out close to a thousand dollars worth of cash for what appears to be Gavin Petito's debit card. And, um, I mean, a thousand dollars is not going to last you very long. But if you live off the land, he was also known as a rigged outdoorsman that he that he had lived 
in the Appalachian Trail, the Appalachian Mountains for about two months by himself. Or I guess him and Gabby lived out in the Appalachian Trail for two months. So he knows how to live outdoors and survive outdoors for extended periods of time. Um, I don't think he's in the swamp. Uh, the question I have, did, did Brian Laundrie's parents aid in a bed as accessories to murder after the fact? And here's what I mean by that is he drove Gabby Petito's van from Wyoming to Northport, Florida without her. And if she wasn't dead, that was technically vehicle theft. And plus he had her debit card. And I don't understand how the parents just like, oh yeah, you came back with your, your fiance's van without her and drove all the way to Wyoming within like two or three days. And then Apparently, according to neighbors, eyewitnesses that, that were next door neighbors, said that uh, Brian Laundrie, because he'd come home for a couple of days and he, they were the family and Brian Laundrie refused to talk to police. They hired a lawyer and they lawyered up and they said, well, you need to talk to our lawyer. We're not going to talk to you. And you usually don't do that unless you're suspicious, unless you have a belief that you might be found guilty for some wrongdoing that you have done. And so... Then the other thing that's disturbing is uh, apparently Brian Laundrie's parents and Brian Laundrie went to the swamp and dropped him off there and then came back without him with his Mustang. I know his Mustang was impounded for a short time, but then they returned it, you know, and then there was some cryptic messages on uh, on Pinterest, which I can imagine why he would use Pinterest because Pinterest most people don't communicate on Pinterest, but most people will communicate like on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And he posted a cartoon of like my baby dead as a tombstone. And don't try to find me. I've broken my chains and I'm free now or something like that. I don't know what that means. It sounds very psychotic. It sounds very narcissistic. Um, but that's the real question. Did Brian Laundrie's parents aid in a bed as accessories to murder after the fact? Did they know that he had killed his girlfriend and then they helped him escape? And from what I understand, they were gone for a couple of days. They could have been gone long enough for him to get to the Appalachian Trail because uh, it was 550 miles away. Another thing is he, when he was in Wyoming, he had tried to hitchhike to Jacksonville, Florida. And he originally got in the, the car with this couple and he got angry when they told him they were going, no, they weren't going to Jacksonville, Florida. They were going to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And so then he got out of the car and got really angry. He had offered 200 bucks for them to drive him to Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so... I suggest that the police should start looking at Jacksonville, Florida. They should start looking at the Appalachian Trail. Um, I mean, it's, it's he's either committed suicide or he's on the run. And I think it's the latter. I think he's on the run. And he is going to try to lay low and live off the land for a while as an off, uh, outdoorsman. Maybe occasionally if he needs to buy food supplies or buy water, he can go to a store locally and buy supplies when he needs it. A thousand dollars, if you're living in, in the woods, can last you several months as far as being able to buy food and supplies. 
So uh, maybe he's going to try to assume a new identity since he didn't bring his ID or his cell phone. So, yeah, um, those since the last time we talked, to summarize, those are the only real developments in the case is they identified her body. They've had a memorial service. Uh, and there's a warrant out for the arrest of Brian Laundry, And he hasn't been seen for quite a while for like the last two weeks. So what, what's your opinion? Have, have you read up any more on the case since the last time we talked? Uh, no, I heard that they got into an argument like, and, um, and she was, you said, yeah. Also you told me she was, she was crying and they got into a, a little fight and I guess he scratched, she scratched him or something. Well, she had some scratches on him, but there was a witness who had called the police that said that they saw him slap her. So the scratch marks may have been defensive on her part because he apparently was slapping her around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, apparently they were arguing about he was threatening to leave her in the middle of nowhere. So um, he's a violent dude and he seems to be very controlling and possessive and it's all about him. And he had no empathy towards her family. He refused to talk to her family. Uh, I know the police impounded the van that they were driving in, so I don't know what evidence they may have or may have not found. I know that they looked into the debit cards that were used in cross-country travel, and uh, that's probably how they were able to conclude. And also with the, uh, the coroner's report, not publicly being released, but they did an autopsy of Gabby Petito's body, they were able to determine probably the approximate time of death. And they knew that probably when he used the debit cards, she was already dead. And so he had no legal right to use those debit cards. And so this is a common tactic that police use because sometimes proving, you know, that she accidentally fall and get killed and did he just ditch, ditch her body. Uh, but that's probably not likely knowing his violent history and his history of domestic violence and domestic abuse. Uh, and the fact that I got a really bad vibe from him off the um, body cam footage. He just seemed to laugh about everything and seemed to take everything as a joke. And he, he definitely lied to the police and said that he had scratched himself on a wire or something. And so he is not a trustworthy guy. And uh, his parents are definitely not trustworthy. Um, I don't think he's dead. I think he's he's on the run. He's hiding, like I said. And they're, they've been looking for him for weeks now, and they still haven't found him. But now there's an award, the official warrant after his arrest, and Dog the Bounty Hunter is looking for him. I never really watched his show anyway, but I've heard of him. Uh, yeah, I watched him a little bit. Yeah, he was he's okay. I don't know why he's famous, but whatever. Well, he just, he comes off as like this redneck uh, wrestler who turned into a bounty hunter, you know. He, he dresses and he has his hairstyle kind of like a wrestler, but he's a bounty hunter. But mm -hmm. uh, I know that he's been involved in some controversy. There was somebody that uh, committed suicide that he was chasing or somebody that he harassed. 
Uh, hold on. You know, when I think of bounty hunters, I think of Boba Fett, a guy covered in armor. So I, I know I think it's somebody cool, not somebody lame like Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. But yeah, um, so he like, was involved in a controversy where somebody I think committed suicide. Oh, he was. Hold on a second. Controversy. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page here. Um, hold on. I'll share this. I'll make it. It'll make it a little bit more interesting. Um, share screen. I don't know. Okay, so Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm going to scroll down here. Controversy. In early t- October 2007, Chapman, always oh, his last name is Chapman. So, Dog the Bounty Hunter or Dwayne Chapman. Anyway, in October 2007, Chapman gained negative attention after a private phone conversation between him and his son, Tucker, Tucker leaked to the media. The conversation was about uh, the relationship his son was having with a black woman. During the recording, Chapman could be heard saying, I don't care if she's a Mexican or whore or whatever. It's not because she's black. And then it, and it, it's because he used the, the N-word sometimes. Uh, I'm not going to take a chance ever in life of losing everything I've worked for 30 years because some effing N-word heard us say N-word to the Inquirer magazine. So apparently, you know, he's, he's a typical racist redneck. Our career is over. I'm not taking that chance in life. Never. You know, so he didn't like that his son was dating a woman of color. Okay, so that. Okay, so he has some allegations of racism. There was another allegation of like. I can't remember. It's not showing up here. Where he was going to Mexico to look for somebody. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter. He just he's just a typical redneck country bumpkin. Uh, and he knows that this is a big case, so he's just trying to insert himself in the case so that he can resurrect his career. And if you know, because his show had been canceled and just recently reinstated. But Um, so yeah, hold on. What is this? Stop. There we go. So it is obviously blown up and become an international case because it's being published in magazines in Canada and it's being published in magazines and and t- and TV shows, and there was a German news crew that went to Northport, Florida. I know that there's people protesting Brian Laundrie's parents' house 
that's where Brian Laundrie lived before he disappeared. And so uh, it is a tragic case. Uh, let's see. Mexico. Oh, he, uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter was arrested a suspicion of drug use. Mexican authorities had charged all three with uh, deprivation of liberty. See, being a bounty hunter in the real world, not like Star Wars, it's kind of a gray area because you're technically not law enforcement, but you have a license. You're a bail bondsman who has a license to carry weapons and uh you you have a license you can track people down uh who are wanted for violating their bail for not appearing in court but some places bounty hunters are not legal and um that's right he spent time in a mexican jail He spent time in a Mexican jail, but yeah, he, he, you know, he has allegations of racism, allegations of abuse, of civil liberties, abuse of power. Um, he was looking for Andrew Luster. Uh, sorry, but guys, I, my hours has been bothering me today. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting kind of convoluted here. But yeah, he's been Dog the Bounty Hunter. I had to do more research, but he's been involved in a lot of controversies. I know the most prominent one is there was a recorded phone call where he repeatedly used the N-word and he didn't like his son dating um, a woman of color. Um, so a very controversial figure, very cheesy guy, but sometimes, you know, dangerous because he is a bounty hunter and he does carry uh, weapons. So um, the, the idea of a bounty hunter in real life is very controversial. I know that in the Old West, they used to use them a lot, but the, the Old West was largely lawless. So, you know, and a lot of times back then you were, you know, there was a bounty for somebody dead or alive, but today it's a little bit different. You, it's usually bail bondsmen, bounty hunters or bail bondsmen. And if somebody fails to appear in court, 
they go seek out that person because there's a reward for their capture so that they can uh, uh, appear in court. But yeah, so um, that's pretty much everything that I have to say about the Gabby Petito case. Uh, is there any other thoughts or uh, mm, no? Because we got about five minutes left. Five minutes left. So you don't have any other thoughts or la- so you haven't even read that magazine at all. Well, I read little bits and pieces of it, and it, it pretty much is the same thing you were telling me. That they were having an argument, and the police stopped them, and she was crying, and he has scratched marks on her, and, and he was laughing like an idiot, whatever, you know? Yeah, well, he's, you know, uh, I've known guys like this that are physically violent to their girlfriends, and they're, uh, it's, they're, they're sociopaths. They're, they view it as it's all about them. They view the woman as piece of property. Their relationship with that woman is their woman is their property. And um, they tend to be very controlling, possessive, jealous. They don't, you know, from what I understand, she revolved her whole life around him. Uh, And they were originally supposed to travel across country and they were going to go to Oregon. But they, you know, of course, tragedy happened in Wyoming. And it's very suspicious that he left the scene with her vehicle, used her debit card. I'm pretty darn sure, 99% sure that he murdered her. Uh, and I hope that he's brought to justice. Um, but I think that his parents may have aided and abetted his escape and uh, gave a diversion because I think they're searching the wrong area. I think they need to search up closer towards Jacksonville or up closer towards the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. because uh, he's used to living off the land for months at a time. You know, he's an outdoorsman. He's a survivalist. Um, and some of the cryptic messages he left on Pinterest also lead me to believe that he knows he's on the run for killing somebody and he knows that she's dead. Because he disappeared before it was officially disclosed that she had been discovered and died. Like he said, he said he, he said he left some crypt weird messages on yeah his on, on computer, Pinterest. Like, like, just like, look, just computer, look like, up, just look up Brian Laundry Pinterest. You like he said he said something like "I'm free at last" or something. He said, "Don't try to look for me. I've broken the chains. I'm free," or something like that. Yeah, but like, what? Like, why? You know, I know he's running, but like, doesn't he know they're going to catch him? One, you're going to catch him sooner or later because he can't do this forever, right? Well, unless he tries to assume a new identity. Oh, 
Uh, I can't find it right now. You'd have to Google it. Uh, Anyway, Google it, dude. Uh, what? The world's your oyster. Just go, do a Google search. Okay. But, but yeah, we only got about one minute left. Any final words or thoughts before I wrap up? Um. Okay, I gotta say, like, okay, uh, about remember um, we were talking about um, the what if episode, dude. I gotta say that what if episode was. Oh, so we'll good. we'll talk about that next time. We're out of time. I don't have time to talk about that in depth. Oh, I know that, but I, I just wanted to say it's really good. Everyone should watch that. It's really. Oh, good. episode eight of Ultron. Yeah, I decided to dedicate this episode mostly to Gabby Petito. If you want, maybe tomorrow we can do. Uh, another podcast but i am all out of time anyway thank you very much for joining me daniel this is steampunk stories and the world is a mess and i and i just want to steampunk it this is episode 37 um and this this episode was mostly uh dedicated to the search for Brian Laundry in the Gabby Petito case. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, you have a nice day, and I will see you 25 billion years of will. <laughs>